0: Aloha, it is Emily Schramm, Meathead Hippie. This is the Meathead Hippie podcast, raw and unedited. I love this analogy or this visual. If you think of R-A-W, raw, and in reverse, war, W-A-R, that's truly how it feels. It feels like we're all at war. You know, we're at war with the doubt, we're at war with the demons in our head, that we're at war with the way things are. You know, we're like kind of going to battle in some way, shape or form. I don't know one person that's not feeling as if they're at battle, if they're at war. And so when I think about what's the answer to some of these things that we're facing, it makes me want to be more and more unfiltered, uncensored, less edited, just simply me on my whale tail microphone mic in my kitchen with my notebook and my mala beads that I named Sam. (laughs) Because it's this cute little elephant named Sam. Actually, it's really cool. It's like, can you hear that? It's like um, my rattlesnake. So we just, just so you know, this is going to be unedited. Here we go. So I I was wearing my Meathead Hippie hoodie the other day, and someone said, I don't understand it. (laughs) They like yelled at it across the street. I don't understand what that means. I'm like, do you know what hippie means? Yes. Do you know what Meathead means? No. (laughs) Okay, well, Meathead is an old school bodybuilder. And I think because I'm in Maui, there's like less of this gym rat culture. So maybe you too are in a space where you don't know gym rat culture, which feels kind of like lifetimes ago when that's all I did was be in the gym. But just in case you're curious about what meathead hippie means, the meat that I eat is incredibly ethically sourced and consciously consumed. So I am basically a vegan with no processed foods who eats ethical meat. But do I brag about the meat I eat, not at all, because it's a respect issue to the animal that I take very seriously. And I have a few podcasts about that if you would like to dig in. Specifically with Bobby Gill from Savory Institute, Diana Rogers from Sacred Cow, and I have one from the amazing couple of White Pastures Oak that just really made my whole life. <laughs> um, so okay, what's this podcast about? First off, thank you for being here. This is a medley. We're putting if we were pulling tarot and a lover's card came out, which it just did, we're gonna combine Meathead and Hippie. I've done a couple episodes where it's just Meathead. I've done a couple episodes where it's just hippie. And then I launch two at the same time and you get a little bit of both. Today is not that day. Today is both in one and Ultimately, that's what we're all striving for. We're striving for a balanced approach, a balanced self. Do and a feel, the feel and the do, the work and the rest, the rest then the work. With trusting yourself, with this knowing that if you're resting, you're not lazy. <laughs> and if you're working, that you're doing it with such intention and support that it becomes euphoria just by doing something, not because you're expecting something from what you're doing. That's like a very loaded statement, but it's basically saying what we do, we cannot have expectation around, and how we feel, we cannot hold ourselves to a standard on because then we're controlling everything and then nothing gets done. So all of us are in this beautiful spot, support, Awareness, I feel, of representing, or maybe I should say, understanding that we want all of ourselves to have a seat at the table. We have pushed one of those sides down. Maybe we pushed our rest side down. Maybe we didn't think we could feel. Maybe we don't feel comfortable to cry. Maybe we haven't cried in a long time. Not that crying necessarily equates to feeling, but this emotional release is a feeling. So Do we avoid that piece and can we bring it in a little bit more? Or have we been feeling everything and we know we need to tap into this masculine side, this kind of energy do side, movement side, right? This kind of like, oh, physical, yes, I want to feel strong. I want to push something over my head. I want to get jacked. Ah, And then trusting ourselves in that space where, for example, I have done nothing but Feel. So I have to relearn the do in this new paradigm. And I want to share a little more. I just did. This is in the newsletter. So you'll see this if you open the newsletter and see this podcast. But there is this idea of do something, feel out how that thing was. And then you know if it's something you want to continue to do. Do, feel, know. Repeat, do something, feel it out, know if it's something you wanna do or not. That in and of itself can unpack a lot of things for people. Like, oh, cool, yeah, I just need to do it. And then I say, how did it feel? (laughs) And then I say, that felt pretty good, or that did not feel good. My measurement of if it felt good, by the way, is do I feel energized or do I feel drained? This is like the book, right? Just all of it. Here we go. This is the process. Don't no get the book. This is the book. Do, do I feel energized or do I feel drained? And I trust that response. I listen to it because if my head says, That was really good. Oh my gosh, that was really good. But my body says, I'm energetically drained and I'm exhausted, then I'm disconnected. So, ooh, okay. Why am I disconnected? So you can learn so much from this very basic process. Do something, feel it out, know. And have honest conversations of if it's something you want to continue to do. That is easier said than done because it means that you have to be so radically responsible for your emotions (laughs) that there is no denying them when they show up. And so when you think that you are going to feel a certain way or you think you're going to do something and feel a certain way and you don't, you know, we have to face some of those shadows. We have to face some of those gut checks. Oh, I thought this was gonna be something, it's not. I thought this could be something and it's so far from what I thought. Right. So instead of living in those paradigms and living in those stories, because we're trying to make it fit something, we just release and we realize like, you know, we realize like, woo, okay, we gotta walk away. And that's with anything in life. And if it's still in this figure out stage, then you just let it be in figure out stage. It's still, let me maybe do it a little bit more. and give myself some time to do it more, and then I'll know. All this is being said because it will help give context to the second half of this s- story, which is as I was writing this book, The Process, where I was thinking about how I have lived my life up to this point, up to age 32. It has been nonstop a reminder of the execution of I do something, I feel it out, and then I know. And I get faster and faster at feeling and knowing the more I've been aware of this process that I have. So as soon as I picked up on what I was putting down, of like, oh, okay, I'm not going to know how this feels until I do it. And then I'm going to know you can adjust very quickly to figure out what your North Star is, where you're going, what's your trajectory, where you wanna go, where you wanna be in life, where you wanna position yourself to to have this conversation of saying, whether you're a business owner an entrepreneur or not, I am fully in alignment with myself. And because I am a business owner and an entrepreneur, those have been so directly intertwined, I feel incredibly grateful because as I evolved with my due, from movement to nutrition, to inner workings of gut health and adrenal health, to herbalism, to understanding the impacts of everything that we create on our human mind, <laughs> to now really trying to understand how that affects Mother Earth and how we are working against her and not with her. Right? There's these layers of all these things I've done, I felt out, and then I knew to get deeper and deeper and deeper into it. But as I'm writing this book, I knew before even the feel and the do, it was something that I had just... It just was. I had to feel into every single step of it. How did it feel? What does this poem sound like when I say it out loud, followed by this poem, and what is this process? This is a different process. This is a process of me feeling first because I know that I just just know, and then I do. Then I put the book together, then I self-publish it, then I launch it, then the book is out there. So the feeling came first, before the do. It was the first time that had ever happened. I wanted to just fully be consumed by this feeling of, I have no idea what this is gonna look like. I have no idea what I'm gonna execute it as. I have no idea how I'm gonna quote unquote do the thing, but I feel this is right and I know it's right. And it feels, it just feels good. It feels energizing you know when i'm writing it and gathering it and talking about it and sharing it with people and what are you working on oh i'm writing a book did i feel drained when i said that did i feel terrified did i feel anxiety what what came up and then i dig into that i go all in i get as dark as possible and let myself see all the shadows and then recover and move on and learn and grow because solutions only come from sharing and experiencing the shadows Complete darkness, complete death, complete abyss, complete failure, complete blah. That's when the light comes through. And so there's this incredible shift of retraining, rewiring my brain. Always in progress, always in process, forever and always. But to make sure that since that book and everything else moving forward post that book, that it was a complete feel first, then the do. And I have, I'm very grateful for the lessons that remind me in this world that I live in, that I'm basically doing too much or I'm doing before feeling. The example of this is that I believe that the right foot is this masculine energy, this right side, right? This masculine energy, right foot first, step first, then we feel it out. We follow it up. Step first. Is it safe? Is it safe? Is it stable? Okay, cool. Now you can come along for the ride. That's how I've done everything my whole life until this book. And I have a tattoo on my right foot. That is a mountain heartbeat in a mountain, which could not be more masculine too. Like this climb the mountain, so Capricorn, right? I'm a goat, I'm gonna go up the mountain, again and again, that's a never ending mountain. <laughs> and I was in the bathtub on March 2nd, 3-2, 32. Page 32 of my book, I was looking at my feet, my left foot spoke to me and it said, oh my God, put something on my foot. It's left foot first, left foot first only. the rest of my life. Meaning, feel first, then we do. Feel first, then we do. So page 32 of my book is my beautiful mermaid tattoo from my Dear Legs poem that my best friend Hillary drew for me. And I went and I got it tattooed on my foot that day. (laughs) It was so epic. And I love it. It's my favorite tattoo. And recently I was at a farm and, you know, I've been on this adventure in Maui. I really know there's some big things happening of changing the conversation around the herbs we consume, the tea we drink, the food that we eat. We all know that we need to care more. We know that soil depletion is a real thing. We know glyphosate is causing cancer. We know if we listen to Zach Bush at all, the world is in complete turmoil. If If we listen to anything other than typical news, we just can see the, the stress that's being pushed on Mother Earth. And we know we need to do something about it. But what do we actually do about it? Because we're in our own little worlds trying to just survive and feeling all these things. And how do we actually make a difference in the world? And it's this individual versus the collective. And there has been no crossing paths. And I just believe that it is really a part of my mission to make sure that anybody who drinks tea, especially the tea that I create, can somehow get plugged into the bigger conversations about taking care of Mother Earth in the way that she needs to be taken care of. So I'm in Maui with this big project, big ideas, big vision, network, regenerative, collective, you know, all of this stuff that I just am so... I know I'm in the right space at the right time and I'm just following my gut. You know, I follow the feels. Every step of the way, left foot first, left foot first. And then as this new moon in Taurus, the moon moved to Taurus, this new moon in Taurus started to show up. And when we think of new moon, it's like, okay, what is something that's got to get released so that there can be something new? Because it has to be dark before there can be light. So I wanted to go into all these ways that I was pushing my right foot first or my natural tendency was to do it first and then feel it like, no, I really want to rewire this forever. And then I got stung by a bee on my left foot on my mermaid tattoo. And it was so painful. And my ankle swelled up so much. And it was like, okay, if this is not a sign of like, I am using my right foot and my left foot needs to be more activated. I don't know what is, you know? So I had to sit with that quite a bit of understanding where have I just treated myself or given myself so many kudos for pushing myself and doing all these things and, you know, avoiding the feeling because I just impulsively did it and almost feeling like because there was something tangible on the other side of just doing it, I could mentally give myself the checkbox and feel a little bit better about the day because that's what it is, right? It's just this ego mind game of like, oh, I did this. So at least I did this and I feel good. And sometimes that's really good. Sometimes it's really good. So it's just this balance, this constant balance of like, okay, if we're going to feel first, what is happening on that side? What's the shadow for me that's happening on that side? And it totally is this idea of if I feel first, I'm worried that I'll never actually do something that I'll be lost in the feeling, that I'll be all consumed by it, that I'll get stuck in it, or that I think about it too much and talk myself out of it. And so this masculine energy was the one that needed healed the most for me with this new moon, still in process, but this understanding of you have to trust those instincts, not because they're impulsively done and we don't think about it enough and so that we just do it and put it out there and then feel it out. We're feeling it. We know what we have to say is valuable. We know where our heart is. We know that this is worth taking time with. We know that this is important for us to share. And then we do from that space of knowing. And that is where I feel like everyone's a little bit stuck because it's where I was really stuck. And I tend to, I'm just grateful. We're all doing this at the same time. So, I wanted to dig into that. Where, where is that resistance coming from? Why am I not being so you know, brave, so out there as I used to be? Why do I feel like I care so much? I'm questioning more. And it's not a bad thing, it's a really good thing because it means that I'm feeling more. I'm doing left leg first, left leg first. And then we follow through with that do, with that yep, I trust it, I know it, let's execute. So I wanted to dig into that because I'm like, where did this? Where does this translate in our physical world? And it is a thousand percent <laughs> on Instagram. It could be a little bit on the podcast side or YouTube side or email side, but if we could just pick one spot, you guys, <laughs> that has really opened us up and ripped us out of our comfort zone and showcased all of our doubt and demons and fear and insecurity and need for validation (laughs) and competitiveness with others or imposter syndrome. Let's just name a spade a spade. It's Instagram. And so last year, I got really fascinated by Instagram in a way that I hadn't been fascinated by anything because it was just what I did, you know? I'm really grateful for this platform. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how most of the things in my life happen. I just, right place, right time. Universe says yes. I say yes back and things open up. So why is, why has all this happened? What is this story? What is this trying to show me? And I even think about how incredible it is that some of the biggest lessons were the fact that I was on reality TV and I had to watch myself on reality TV and then go through the biggest mirror of my life of seeing myself with a lot of other people seeing myself in a way that I was so not ready for. And I just think about it in a way of how amazing is that? That the only way for me to move through some of that was for me to have a mirror that was as big as reality TV. Maybe that's why I was on reality TV. Not for any other, any other reason, but because it as quickly as possible pressure cookered me into a space where I saw all of my doubt and fear and insecurity of who I was. And I faced it <laughs> and I went for it and I couldn't be more grateful for that all of the things that come up consistently, right? That's a a whole different story, but there's this idea of everything in our life has led us to this point to just share. It's like showing us as much as possible. Look at this, look at this, see this. This is the things that are stopping you. It's like this mirror that we're avoiding looking at because we're terrified. (sighs) And then we get to see the mirror on Instagram. And so Instagram has become mini reality TV shows. So now as we see this as like, okay, wow, here's my mile markers and kind of like a database of my evolution and kind of this series of who I am put in these little cubicle sized squares to represent what I believe in and my identity, especially if I'm an entrepreneur a business owner trying to share and get the word out about my services, then there's this big this big collide, this is big, big, big collide because the structure for Instagram, because of its essence is to dictate your worth through numbers and numbers are what the whole world is based on, but numbers that are so physical, just like the weight on the scale, right? We all have had that weight, that relationship where it's like, this will make or break my whole week of what the weight is when I step on it. And I choose to give power to that number, those three numbers that will show up on the weight on the scale. I choose to give it power to take away my joy. I willingly let myself get my day ruined because the weight is not what I think it should be. It's the exact same thing with social media. And maybe you're through that or you've gone through that or you've seen it, but it's important for me to talk about because I just did a workshop for Girls Inc. Incredible, beautiful 16, 17, 18 year old girls who are interested in building a brand on Instagram. So I wanted to really go into the psychology of this in a way that was impactful because putting yourself out there as a brand (laughs) There's nobody who's going to know this better. I'm speaking on this because this is what I just went through. That is the rattlesnake Chiron wounded healer energy that has come through where I'm like, oh, this is all making sense why I went through this. Oh my God, thank you for this. But it's important because if we don't talk about it at all, then we just accept it for what it is. And what is happening again and again for business owners, entrepreneurs, or even people who are just creators, there is a change in what you create to adapt to what the response might be. Maybe it needs to look a certain way. Maybe you need to sound your, sound a certain way. Maybe, maybe you need to position yourself a certain way. Maybe you need to sell something. And so there's a morphing that happens and inevitably because it is just who we are, our art, our teaching, our creativity changes alongside with it. And we would all be lying to say that our self-worth hasn't gone through the washer through this platform called Instagram. And it's interesting because it's, it's, There's a book, No Filter, on Instagram. There's a couple others. It's like learning in the the behind the scenes of how a business, you know, the tech industry, however versed you are in it. It's this idea of there's structures built, knowing that there could be, there's shadow and there's light to everything, right? So knowing the risk of what the shadow is, but also believing in the light enough to say, this is still something we should do. And I think that that's where all of us are at. What is the light? What are the shadows? And how do we redefine this in a way that actually fits into what I do and who I am without defining who I am and what I do or me attaching my worth into that? Because we have to get there. We have to get there. This is, you know, not even mentioning the consumption of social media, the kind of brain-dead distraction that I think we've become accustomed to of using our thumb as a different brain and just scrolling and just consuming, consuming, consuming. And what I have found is that consuming content automatically decreases creativity. There's no question about that. You can test that theory on yourself. (laughs) There's a fine line between consuming and getting sparked an idea of something, right? We need to consume. We need to have, it's just like eating food, right? We need to consume food. But what is the line that crosses us over into consuming too much to where we no longer feel like anything we do matters and we're just a fly on the wall? And what is the space that's saying, I'm consuming? But I'm doing it from a lens of, there's a boundary. And my hope is that as I consume, it's just to be a little bit more open to things so that maybe it sparks my own ideas, my own thought processes. Because there's an exchange that's just so broken. It's just so broken, you guys. It's consume content, that's it. And everything in life is infinity. If we really want to be balanced as an individual, if we really want to live this life of abundance, if we want to give as much as we receive and we want to receive as much as we give, then everything has to match that. Everything in your life is an exchange. So that's why these boundary conversations, they're important to have, but they're not even big enough. They're not even big enough because what is the energetic cost of putting yourself out there and sharing your heart and your soul without any sort of response that says, hey, thank you. And we become kind of desperate for those thank yous or those, is this making a difference? Answers, because we have that exchange that's so broken. So what's the solution? So what is the, where where do we go from here? Where do we open this up into a place that is wow, like we can, we can do better. We can make this a better place. And I think it comes down to, I just had a beautiful conversation with my dear friend Jen. It so comes down to the fact that in many ways we tend to have these things that we do cover up the lack of knowing who we are and so before there's anything else there is this idea of self-exploration self-discovery and really working on the knowing of what our gifts are and what our talents are and and what lights us up and what would be our dream job And what would be the things that would be easy to post about and fun to post about and collaborative and co-creative and exploratory and expansive, not constrictive and diminishing and diluted. And I believe that exists. I believe that exists, but it only exists when there is a boundary placed elsewhere. So instead of the boundary being I have to consume content in order to be creative. It's saying this is what I look at for my inspiration. That's one boundary. The second boundary is if I am an entrepreneur, I am going to have a boundary for the exchange. So some podcasts like Meathead Hippie are for everyone to listen to but some podcasts M's process and weird things that happen <laughs> to Emily are not for everyone. They're boundaryed. They're behind an exchange, which is platform daily that exists completely to help the creator stay as creative as possible while also allowing for expansiveness in a way that feels still safe and held. Because I believe all of us are like fish flopping out of water, trying to find what we talk about, trying to find our voice, trying to, we wanna get our business off the ground. We know we have value, but then we're doubting that value. And it's like, woo, let's build a container. Let's build a safe space where this can be done. But then it also, the final kind of boundary is this boundary of understanding the depths that we must go, the bravery that it takes to take off a label, a personal trainer, a nutritionist, a nutritional therapy practitioner, an herbalist, an entrepreneur, a writer. These labels that are simply physical names for who you are. Deep, deep down, what your purpose is, what your soul is yearning for, what your dream job is, what you have to give to the world, what your light is. And that's the boundary that I believe must exist a boundary that says, I can open myself up to explore this. I can open myself up to question these labels that maybe they aren't me anymore. Maybe they don't match. Maybe I've been in one for too long. Or maybe there's like 10 more that I still want to explore. And I just don't know how. And I think that that's the most beautiful thing in the world. I think a lot of us are there. I think many of us have been thinking of these things. You know, what are the boxes we have to check? We have to play the game just enough. But can we play the game in a revolutionary way? where it's co-creative, it's collaborative, it's inspiring, it's honest and raw. We get in a room and we're understanding the realness of what we're all experiencing. We see the shadows and from there we share the shadows and from there we create massive, explosive, radical change. And so I believe so strongly, it's been such a trip, but. This was not at all the intention two years ago. And I can't unsee it. It's so clear. It's so radically clear what I need to do. Because <laughs> I think a lot about my life, you know, like personal, you know, MTV, reality, TV, whatever. <laughs> so, so crazy. MTV, to personal trainer, to nutritionist, to, you know, just, just seeking, you guys. I've just been seeking the truth my whole life. I'm not gonna settle for anything less than what is the most expansive Emily possible. And I can't expect that of myself and have a platform that doesn't expect it of others because all of us deserve to push that lever to seek the truth behind who we really are, to dig into the definition that we have for ourselves, and then ask, what would it look like if there was maybe more? And in order for that to happen, there needs to be creative space, there needs to be sacred space, there needs to be safe space, and there also needs to just be a group of people that make you feel like you're not the only one going through it. Right, It's just like, wow, we are all in this together. We are all experiencing that we have this label. We want a container for this label. We want to get paid for this label in some capacity, but we also need room to evolve. We need room to pivot. And in three months, if all of a sudden movement isn't your thing and you want to move into moon and talk about the moon, there is a foundation and there is a structure in which that can happen. And I am so proud and excited to feel as if it makes sense, the life that I've lived, right? This, this weird evolution of growth, and, and, but instead of it being, I'm an observer of this, and maybe that's all it needs to be. Hopefully, it continues to inspire anybody who is looking to continue to grow themselves in all the spaces, But I think even more so than that, I think we need to start a revolution, and we're starting it. And there's just no other, there's no other way. (laughs) There is a huge need for people who work for themselves or who have used Instagram in some way to turn it into what can be incredibly manipulative and shadowy and competitive and comparison for girls that are 13 and 14, for boys that are 16 and 17, for adults that are 75. What is happening on the shadow side of Instagram, I believe we can change by pulling in inspiration, creativity, and collective belief that we are so much bigger than a four by four square. That we are so much bigger than how we market ourselves. And we can only do that when a lot of us believe it together. So if you are interested in this revolution we are building, just go look, The platformweb.com, That is the home base of Platform Daily. That is where, if you are looking personally for wellness, nutrition, fitness, moon, Emily tea times chakra meditation sound baths tarot card pools you can get all of that with platform daily it is the inspiration for all people at any level inspiration to move inspiration to get connected to the moon inspiration to try something different like gardening it's it's this beautiful empress home base called platform daily but if you are a teacher a healer a creator We know we need to use Instagram to some degree. We have some sort of context around our LLC. We have a brand. We don't quite know our voice, but we know we deserve to put our voice out there. Web is the space that will help you create a container for exactly where you want to go, which evolves and it changes. And this allows space and a foundation for you to, to do that. It's monthly calls with me. And if needed, it's consulting so that we build out a full, beautiful container so that you too offer a membership for your people. A, 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 like a wonderful ecosystem, you all. And I've had this in my head for a long time, but I wasn't ready. The world wasn't ready but we're ready. I think it's time to get the fuck off Instagram or use Instagram in a very inspiring way, which I can't wait to tell you guys about on our onboarding call. So if you're interested, go apply. It's just straight up. Here's who I am. This is what I do. I will email you what I feel is the best fit. If it is, if it is a good fit and I can't wait because I do believe as much as I love, love, love helping people with nutrition and fitness, those programs are built, those people are there, those trainers, those coaches, the people listening who are trainers and coaches, that's, I wanna be the bridge (laughs) to get you, the trainer and the coach, to the people who need it. And if you're the person who needs it, get on board, because we have a bridge to get you to the people who are looking for you. And I am so grateful for this. I am so wildly in awe (laughs) of this life that, is like always full of surprises and U-turns and left turns. But when you really just dig in and do left foot first, you just like go for the ride, you all. And I, I just am so honored and grateful to jump off this cliff with you and to just say, I know we can do better. And I'm not walking away from this. I'm not saying, here's all my nutrition, good luck. I'm taking every single trainer, healer, teacher, coach, business owner, who is looking for something different with more depth, knowing that this is a container that is consistently getting (laughs) co-created. Just buckle up. We're going to have so much fun. We are so stoked to be doing this, and I cannot wait to share more with you. Okay, here's the rattlesnake. The final piece, there's this bird quiz that we're working on that I cannot wait to execute more on, but basically, how do we heal? So all of the... I just need to stop. This is exciting. Thank you for being here. This is the Meathead Hippie podcast of both. I feel as if there's a takeaway that I need to end with, but I don't have any. That I just know that this is something that I really want to express to those who have been in that weird juxtaposition of knowing they have something to offer and not knowing how to offer it. And I also want to just bring awareness to the the mindfuckery of what Instagram does to a consumer and so without being judgmental it's just let's let's love ourselves through this. Let's not be scared of this. let's understand that we can use it, but we can use it in a much more positive way in a way that I think will radically change how business as a small business can be done. <sighs> you guys are the shit. thanks for being a meathead hippie. Let me know. Um, all the meathead hippie things that you do and how this lands. And I'll see you if you're a trainer, healer, creator, teacher, coach, the platform web.com slash web. Go apply. I can't wait to meet you.